Zechariah 4. And we're going to read one. Through 10. Hallelujah. 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 There's a fresh encounter that God wants to have with you this morning. A fresh, somebody say a fresh encounter. Zechariah 4, 1. Now the angel who talked to me came back and, we, and wakened me as a man who was waking out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? So I said, I am looking and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And the stand, seven lamps and seven pipes and seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it, one to the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked to me saying, what are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Verse 8, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of the temple. His hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Jerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. I'm going to focus in on verse 6. He answered me. Somebody say he answered. He answered, and this is the word of the Lord to Jerubbabel, but this is going to be the word to you this morning. That it's not by might and it's not by power. But it's by my spirit. You may be seated for a moment. After the Jewish people experienced exile in Babylon. There was going to be a rebuilding of the temple under Zerubbabel. Okay. And what I want you all to understand That God is trying to build something in your life. He's building something. Somebody say he's building something. There was a building of something that needed to be established. And God came to him and said, 
listen, whatever you build, I need you to understand that it's not by might and it's not going to be by power, but it's going to be by my spirit. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand that we have to get to a, 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 a place where we understand that as God is building us, how many know that we are in the potter's hand? Come on, how many know we're all in the potter's hand? And how we build matters. In fact, the Bible says when the wind blew, the rain came, the, this came, that came. And, and great was the fall if it wasn't built on the right thing. God is so interested in you that he doesn't want you to do something just to do it. He wants you to do it on purpose. Somebody say doing it on purpose. Everything in your life is designed for the glory of God. God wants the glory out of you. God wants the glory out of you because the glory that comes out of you is the expression of the finished work. And what I want you to realize is what you do in earth matters. How you build matters. The challenge is, and the challenge with the generation of the church age is we don't understand that there's a counterfeit authority that's trying to get us to build on something that's not sound. I'm going to say that one more time. We don't realize that there's counterfeit authority systems. There are counterfeit authority systems. There are religious systems. There's ideals and ideologies that don't mind people building on something that's not foundational to what God is actually building. In fact, the Bible says that in the last days, if what was built was not conducive, as long as you were pure in what you were building, watch this, your heart was pure, I'm going to save you, but everything that was built is going to fall down. And if I, if I want to be the best at something, I need to understand how the thing needs to be done, how the thing needs to be built. Many times we build many things and we don't understand that you got to get to understanding the manual so you get the fulfillment of the product. Which means living day to day, masquerading, revel revelating, Christianity is not enough. I got to know how to build on purpose. Somebody say build on purpose. Everything that God is doing in your life right now is to provoke you to adhere to his spirit so you can know the way. He wants you to know the way. But there are counterfeits. Somebody say the counterfeit. I want to help you to understand, because if you don't know that it's by his spirit, you're going to keep trying to use force. You're going to try to keep using force. Okay, what kind of force? I'm trying to use force. I'm trying to do something as a Christian, but I don't know why it's not working for me. God, you said this is mine, and I'm trying to get to it, but it's not working for me. You said this is it, but it's not working. There are things that are not How many of you want to know how to get things working in your life? Come on, how many want to know how to get things working in your life? you got to know the way that God uses himself in you to get it working. And so in the rebuilding of the temple, what he was saying is, I need you to understand you're not going to build this any kind of way. It's not going to be by might nor by power, but it's going to be by my spirit.
Well, the church today, we seem like we, I know, we know that. We know that is by the Spirit. But I want to help you to understand what the Spirit is. Can you say amen? I want you to understand there's a, three differences. There's a difference between gifts and callings, the anointing and the glory. There's a difference between gifts and callings, the anointing and the glory. So I want you to section those in your mind. There's a difference between what? Gifts and callings, the anointing and the glory. All right. You can do many things out of your gift and something that God called, which means God's power will follow. Watch this. God's God. There's a power that will come with the gift and there's a power that will come with the call. But what I want you to understand, the gift and the call could be a temporal engagement for earth. Y'all tracking with me? So there are things that we can do. How many of you say, I can do things without praying that's, that's Christian? Raise your hand. How many of you feel like you can do a lot of stuff that's Christian without, without prayer and awareness of the Spirit? Come on, be honest. What's wrong with y'all? You know, you, had, you gave that Chick-fil-A uh, prayer this, this week. But you were speaking real deep at, at, at work. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I, I just, I'm just trying to help you. How many know we can do a lot of things outside of the inspiration of the Spirit? Outside of the inspiration, we can do a lot of stuff. How many of y'all know we do a lot of stuff? <laughs> but God is saying, I need you to understand how to differentiate the line. Because if you don't understand that men shall not live by, but by every word that pro seeds out of the mouth of God, you're going to miss where I'm trying to take you. And in the frustration of you missing, you're going to blame me for what I didn't do. Okay? Many people, sometimes our hearts are failing because we're blaming God for what he didn't do. Where we didn't understand in those realms, it, took, it caused you to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Can you say Amen. So I want you to understand that there's a difference between gifts and callings. Gifts and callings will get you doing something. Actually, the masquerading in usually within the church today, I'm not saying all, but the majority is more gifts and callings than anointing. It's more gifts and than anointing. The Bible said that the anointing destroys the yoke. But if you don't understand that even with anointing, without commensurate insight, you still don't stay free. So we got all kinds of things going on. We got gifts and callings being masqueraded where everybody's excited. Woo, that was a good service and nobody understood that the power had to come to break through the yoke that destroys and when the power comes to break through the yoke that destroys, we don't know how to sustain that power. The fireplace don't stay on. I got to go back on the roof, whatever, to, to light the fire back up. So God is wanting us to understand, I need you to know how to sustain the fire. 
Somebody say have sustainable fire. I need you to learn how to have sustainable fire so you can burn up everything that the adversary is trying to bring to your life. I need to teach you how to have sustainable inspiration, sustainable power, so you can push through everything that the enemy has been trying to do to you. Can you say amen? So he's saying, I need you to build, but I need you to build according to the way. I need you to build according to the way. You can build many ways. But I need you to build according to the what? The way. The dangers of theology. Dangerous. Somebody say dangerous theology. See, dangerous theology builds a counterfeit way and helps and make people believe they are something that they're actually not. And what happens is when we believe that we're something that we're not, we are confession bound without power. And we know that because we run from, we know that because we run from altercation. I say we run from altercation. Jesus, I wish I had a church this morning. I, I, every, I, every Sunday, I shouldn't be having to put you. Come on, stay with me. You're going to learn to stop running from altercation. You want the promise, but God has to teach you how to have the backbone. Well, we got to quiet. Why, why are you running? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, I'm deep. No, you deep at your house. I need you to be deep at their house. I need you to be deep at work. I need you to be deep. So the, 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 the assignment is to make you deep by yourself. Always talking, always getting, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. That's today's church. We, we deep by ourselves because we can't handle the complexities of the altercation of the evils. But you're called to the evil. But you're running from the evil that you're called to. Y'all all right. I'm, it's getting hot in here now. Come on, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. Go to Isaiah 61. Come on, let's learn something. Because I don't know what y'all came in for. I came to build you. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. No, no, see, you got to learn. You, 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 you keep warning. That's why the Bible says, I had to give Israel. I didn't give them my ways. I keep them in my dynamics. But you, we got to get out of the dynamics of God. Warning the answer, watch this, without the responsibility. I showed Moses my ways, and to this morning, I want to show you the way. So you can live successfully in what God called you to live. Can you say amen? Watch this. The Spirit of the Lord, God, is upon me because he has anointed me to preach Good tidings to the poor. Now it's interesting because he didn't say just to deliver him, say you got to preach it. All right, let's keep going. Preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal thee, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to open the prison to those who are what? Bound. Let's keep reading. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. How many of you know this is the acceptable year of the Lord? 
and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Let's read. continue to read. The garment of praise. Oh, let, I'm sorry. I skipped something here. To the council of those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy. Joy for what? For mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of. Hmm. That they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do the work. The anointing, watch this, provokes you to do his work. The anointing, because you got to know what you keep calling deep. Because if you deep by yourself, that's not the anointing to do the work. What you want to understand is the anointing has to, see, you got to be delivered from this relationship. Because where you lack engagement, it's already proving that you didn't have the dynamic to come into the, had the power dynamic to go into the field. Okay, let me help some people out. God is not trying to make your life better. I shouldn't have came to church. I knew. I don't know what. I, let me help us out real quick. Y'all, we done been preached wrong. We, we think God is trying to make our life better. God loves you so much that he knows that you in your own life, whether you try to bring him with you or not, can never be better. So you're not, he's not trying to make your life better. He's trying to substitute life with you. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? If you think he's trying to make your life better, it keeps being about you. When you know that you're substituting life, you can learn to submit your life and get his. Are y'all hearing me? If God is trying to make your life better, that's why you're adding up all the things that you need to do rather than all the things that he's already done. Somebody say he's already done it. Come on, say he's already done it. Wherever you are in your life today, is it, 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 the next step of your life is knowing the next done. I said the next step in your life is knowing that what is done. You don't have a list. You don't have to stop making your own pathway. But you know God is working on me. Yeah, he's working on all of us. Somebody say he's working on all of us. Okay, if he's working on you like you think he's working on you, tell me the schedule. Can you give me your schedule? Okay, when are you going to be delivered from that? Next year? November 15th? No, because see, the way you explain it is like, you know, he's just working on me. Yeah, but that sounds like you know the schedule. So tell me your schedule. If you don't have your schedule, it wasn't about what you think God is trying to do for you. It's about you understanding that he's already done it for you. You got to wake up and stir up the gift inside of you and wake up to the spirit. It's not by your might. Uh, it's not by, by, it's by the spirit. So there's an anointing. 
that breaks the yoke. I said there's an anointing that breaks the yoke. There's an anointing that breaks the yoke. And the devil, watch this, the temptation of believers is what the adversary has brought to the church for us to over-explain and under-deliver. Okay. I'm going to say that one more time. The temptation of this generation is for the devil to matriculate the body of Christ to make us over-explain and under-deliver. There are things that encounters release and reveal to you that you don't have to explain. So if they make us talkative without power, that means we talk our way out of what God designed this thing to be about. Can you say amen? There are some things we shouldn't be wasting time on. Even as a pastor, sometimes I get in trouble myself because I, my love, listen, don't let your love for people violate the spirit of love for God, of God through. My love for you can hinder you. My love for you can violate what God wanted to say to you straight. I say, no, you want to know it? Yes, I will. Sometimes your love for people can violate what God wants to do because of how we're perceiving his responses to dangerous theology. Can you say amen? Somebody say the way, the truth. And the life. It's by the Spirit. Can you say amen? Now I want you to understand something. God is trying to get you to build. He's trying to get you to build in divine order. Somebody say divine order. But we got to learn the difference between what we've learned to use from the law versus Jesus Christ coming into the fullness of the law. How many know Jesus came in grace and truth? The law of Moses came to, with grace, but Jesus came with grace and truth, which means one was truth forever. One was temporal. One was temporal, the other one was eternal. One was temporal, one, the other one was, one was temporal. The other one was, let's read the scriptures really quickly. I want you to go real quick to Romans 8, 1 through 3. Romans 8, 1 through 3. Romans 8, 1 through 3. Here we go. There is, therefore, now no condemnation. There's no what? There's no what? To those who are in Christ, who do not walk, who do not walk according to the, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of in has made me, has made me, has made me, so, let's, don't move so fast. 
when I walk in the Spirit, the law of the Spirit has made me free from the, the law of Now, which law came in accordance to sin and death? If I use the law against the law, <laughs> Moses came with the law, but Jesus came with the law. If I use the law to violate the law, one is still killing me. And until I learn how to be embraced and illuminated in the law, watch this, of love. So I can come out of, somebody say it's a law. Somebody say it's a law. Which means every time you enter the spirit, stop making your mind go back to condemnation. You are free. You are what? You're free. Who the son says free is free in? Okay, so if you're in the spirit, you're no longer under the law because it's been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Are y'all tracking with me? The problem is we have lived too long, the world and the church. Jesus said, I've got to fix the church first. Forget the world. i got to fix the house first. And the first way he got to do that is help us to understand that there's a new covenant in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the law of sin and death, but walk according to the spirit. It is by the spirit. It's by the what? Spirit of life. The spirit of what? So the law of spirit, the spirit of life, the, somebody say the law, the law of the spirit of life has set me free. So how do you get free out of the law of sin and death? By the law of the spirit of life. Well, why we keep talking about the moral thing that we got to do? Why you keep making morality justification for goodness? Morality follows laws. Every struggle is, should not be your focus. The focus should be, am I in the spirit or am I just of the spirit? Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. That's why the Bible says if we don't preach the resurrection to you, you are still in your sins. Did Jesus die? But how many of you know that he rose? And you only heard about the death. You haven't learned the living, the living Christ. So the problem is we, we stay in our sins because we don't understand how to be illuminated by the Spirit. And until we learn to walk by the death, it's going to keep making us aware of ourselves. That's why it's all about us. And we try to, we try to praise him, but, you know, it's hard to praise him because unless you make it about me. So the deception of the devil has made it 
is to make it about us because we think God has to come help us rather than submit to his life. Tell somebody I got to submit to his life. Come on, say I got to submit to his life. There's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life, the law of the what? Has made me free from the law of sin and death. I declare that you're broken out of sin and death this morning. I said, I pray that you are broken out of sin and death this morning. And you're going to learn how to walk through a free flow of the spirit of life. Can you say amen? No. The dangers of dangerous theology, the dangers of theology, the dangers of religious theology. Now, all of us have a source of religion, but God is trying to work that thing out of us. You say, what is religion? Any practice, any practice. God, listen, religion is not bad long as you don't violate the inspiration of the spirit. But many times when you get stuck in the process, in the program, you don't, and, and you don't have an ear to hear the way. Let me do an example. I done did this a couple of times. Many times God speaks. How many know God speaks? How many know God speaks? How many know when you're saved, God speaks to you? There are times that God speaks and there are times that you lean on what the word says. How God works with everyone in here is the word in you speaks and there's an inspiration of the voice of God that you hear that speaks. Because he speaks to the word in you. Can you say amen? So there's times the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. So you have the anointing, but there's a greater anointing it has to bring. Can you say amen? Somebody say, I'm coming into a greater anointing. I'm going to teach you something because, see, the anointing is limited until you do a certain thing. Okay? But let's continue. Somebody say the anointing. You have to realize God will anoint you, but you're only as anointed to the degree of your knowledge. You're anointed to the degree of your, your knowledge of him. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand the spirit represent in the Old Testament, it represents the oil. The Old Testament, it represents the oil. Okay? It represents the oil. How many know the enemy wants to get the oil out of you? Because when you run out of oil, you don't have no more fire. Okay. Did your gifts and callings leave? But when you don't have no oil, you can't burn anything. No oil, no burn. Do you have an oil problem or do you have a sea problem? How many know sometimes I can have an insight problem and sometimes I have an oil problem? If I have an oil problem, that means I have a power problem. And it's frustrating to see something but not have the power to go through something. So 
you got to realize God is saying, I need you to understand the commensurate convergence of power and sight to go through all that I called you to go through. Can you say amen? Because I need you to realize I'm building something line upon line, precept upon precept in you. Because the temple is... The Old Testament, we built the temple outside of us. The New Testament, we built the temple. So what's being built? And then according to your building, it's determined by how the spirit rests. Can you say amen? All right, let me continue here. Now, one of the things that we have to realize, he said, they shall be called trees of righteousness. Somebody say righteousness. They shall be called trees of righteousness. Okay. One of the things, you need to write this down. You got to get familiar with your personal Holy Spirit. You got to get familiar with your what? Are you violating the words of the Holy Spirit? Sometimes frustration of not moving in the realms of the Spirit is because, watch this, we can frustrate the Holy Spirit. How many know the Holy Spirit is sensitive? He's sensitive to the will of God. He's sensitive to the what? To the will of God. So the Holy Spirit is very, that's why really people who walk in an anointed life is very careful about their life. They, they watch what they do. They watch what they watch. They watch what they say. They watch. Why? Because they've learned to strive lawfully in accordance to that spirit so they don't hinder, so they don't cast off. So you have to understand that God is saying, I need you to understand something. You've been building according to your strength. You've been building because you go to church. You've been building because you pay tithe. You've been building. But have you heard my spirit? Are you living by this spirit? Spiritual people, spiritual people can identify counterfeit. And I share with you the first counterfeit because anything that says it got this type of spirit but can engage, you don't have what you think you have. Because the spirit of God comes to engage. You know why he don't mind engaging? Because he's already conquered it. Somebody say the finished work. How can you tell me you're deep, but you can't have a conversation with the person you think is too deep? Uh-oh, all right, all right. I, I, I. See, Christians are good. You're good. Longest, longest is people like you. But God is saying, can I, can I build you to deal with things that's not like you? When are you going to enter into darkness and be an influence and bring light in darkness rather than light has to come always? I'm with you. People, listen, it's, it's a crazy world. People are out of their mind. But before people's out of their mind, you are out of your mind. And you got to learn to get out of your mind in Christ to come into your mind. 
You say, why are you telling us about this? Because the next level that you need to deal with is going to be altercation of darkness. The problem why you're not growing is because you can't handle the level of devil to get you beyond it, even though he's already put it under your feet. So there are certain levels you don't get a pass. I say certain levels you don't get a pass. I say certain levels you don't get a pass. I know y'all should have went to another church this morning. I'm so sorry. There are certain levels you don't get. I know they told you. You can just shout about it. You can just dance about it. I'm sorry. You can dance, shout, deliver, whatever you want to do. Form it out of your lips. But if you don't learn to submit on that level and say, God, if that a high one, I'm going to stay with you in this thing. There are certain levels of you that have to be delivered to hit another realm. So you have to understand something. Prayer is one step. Watch this. And the reason why many, and watch this, why many are not getting delivered in the realm of the world of the church today is because we've been depending on righteousness, not getting into holiness. Stay with me. Stay with me. Prayer is one step. How many of you know you can know about the righteousness of God and do some stuff, but be out of intimacy and holiness? How do you think he said, in the last day, many are going to come in my name saying, Lord, Lord. What? what did they know? They knew the righteousness of God. They knew what he's completed. Yet, they lived a lifestyle that wasn't commensurate to the heart alignment in convergence of what they were doing. Y'all stand with me. Is this too much? I, I, I got to stop preaching messages like this. God is saying, for my church to redeem power, I need you to come into holiness. Say, Pastor became Kojic. He preached holiness. I haven't heard a message on holiness in a long time. And because I haven't heard it, I know because we've been justifying it. Because we didn't understand it. All right, let's come to the scriptures. I got to show you this. Ah. Go to Romans 6. I'm skipping around here because I, I got to set this up right. Go to Romans 6, 18. How many are learning something? I want you to understand something. Without holiness, listen to this. Without holiness, there's a deficit of confidence before the Lord. And there's a lack, listen to me, the lack of confidence prescribes defeat. I'm going to say that one more time. When there's a lack of holiness, there's a lack of confidence. When there's a lack of confidence, it prescribes defeat. How many know certain devils don't move until they know you believe what you say? All right. Come on, let's get on down the road. Oh, Jesus. Holiness, let me tell you what holiness is, and we're going to get to the scripture. Holiness is a convergence of body, soul, and spirit 
submitted to the lordship of God. Okay? So you've now embodied the character, the commensurate character of God. That's why some can say in Jesus' name come out, and some can say in Jesus' name come out. There's a different coming out. And the different coming out was determined by the level of holiness. Is this helping you? So sometimes if we can, it's easy to live a lifestyle of breakage and still do the gifts and callings and even touch into the anointing sometimes. But God is saying, I need you to strive against the sin, against the cycles, because that thing is what that it can be the one. How many of y'all feel like it's just sometimes that one thing? How many know he it's just something that what if you if I this one. It, but I, all of them, I'm good. You, is this one. This one. Somebody say it can just be one. If, if, if I can learn, watch this, to submit this one. That's why you got to start learning the divine equation to your life. Because you got to see what adds up to make sure that you can deliver on this one. Oh, see, you don't know. I keep myself on a short leash. A short leash. Common carnality is not fun. I'm not preaching up here because I learned this in school. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You got to learn the deficits of the demonic for your life. Where, where does he keep messing with you? Where does he keep tempting you? Where does he keep getting? Put yourself on a short leash. Oh, I can't go with you there. there. Oh, no, we can't do that. Oh, no, I can't watch that. Oh, I, yeah, nah, I can't eat that right now. Especially when you're trying to build and understand how to walk with the spirit. Have you counted the cost to what you're trying to do? Tell somebody, count the cost. How much does it cost to deliver your family? How much does it cost to deliver your children? Okay, this is. You say, what do you mean the cost? Didn't Jesus pay the price? Yeah, he paid the price, but you got to know the price inside that cost. How much is it going to cost? How much prayer is this going to take? How much understanding is this going to take? How much me knowing about Christ in this is this going to take to break it? And many of us has counted the cost, and because we're wore out, because we're trying to use our might and our power, we didn't understand it was by the Spirit, we gave up, and we say, God, just fix it, which is another deficit. God just fixed it. God been fixing it. That's the problem. You've been saying, God fixed it. He said, I'm trying. I am trying. I need you to work out what I'm fixing. I'm not just going to fix it without the responsibility of you. I'm not going to come off my throne. I'm here to save your soul. I'm not saving myself. Have you ever thought about, have you ever thought about have you ever thought about God created all things? Have you ever thought about God allows the enemy to do certain things? And I don't think y'all thought about that. We make it as if God is against the devil. We make it as if the enemy has so much authority. 
You know, God is against that devil. God, God like, he's under my feet. This had nothing to do with me. Stop putting this on me. Okay, maybe this is not the right message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like to put it on God. God, you need to fix this. God, you need to do this. God, you need to, God, you need God saying, I'm going to make you, well, watch this. Wisdom got to laugh at you. Because until you learn that the pain of your life is what's trying to turn you to the restraint to come into my divine placement. So you can walk in freedom. It was good when I was afflicted. Because it let me know that I don't need to stay here. Whatever you're going through that's not right for you means that you don't need to be there. Somebody say different perspective. If something is not working, I don't keep doing the same thing. Because I'm going to get the same. So I got to consider, if I'm a Christian, and God said all things pertaining to life and godliness, I should be walking in freedom of it. I need to understand what did God say about this. I need to understand what? You know, Pastor shares his story so many times because I'm trying to show you, all of us have to go through the same complaint. There are times, there are times that, you know, I think, thank God for his grace. How many know when you can see in Christ, there are many things that you can do? Paul said, listen, there are many things we can do, but there are only a few things that's for me. There are many opportunities. Some of you, you can't see it yet, but I'm going to teach you how to see them. There are many. And sometimes we want to take the step. I'll tell my wife, our relationship is not strong enough for that step yet. We can't take it. You say, where do you get that from? Man, y'all going to, yeah, we're doing good in this stage. If we take that stage and we don't count the cost, our relationship is not strong enough for that. So I'd rather stay in an apartment in a one bedroom with four kids to make sure that my equation adds up and I can keep the Christ. Okay, now I messed y'all up. I'm not in the apartment. Because you want to go without the flow of the Spirit. And you got to understand your win is by the Spirit. The win is not by might nor by your power. It's not by your gifts, your calling. It's not by what you think it is. God don't care if you live in a cardboard box. As long as you can develop your family by the Spirit. Don't be sold by this world. He said, I'd rather you be saved than sold. You got to learn the commensurate understanding of the equation for your life and for your family. Stop looking at cribs on the TV. They are broken. A nice room in a mansion won't help you if your family is broken. I don't know what y'all trying to hear me. God is trying to give you the fullness of the equation. He said, I don't want you just with money. I want you to be able to sustain it with your family. Somebody says, by the Spirit. you got to understand what God is trying to do with you. Build according to my pattern. Build according to my pattern. When I walk in the house, and if the Holy Spirit, I can come from ministry all day long. Five meetings, ten meetings. I walk in the house. Holy Spirit say, go talk to your son. I've got a choice. I can go do what the Holy Spirit, watch this, 
Or I can use scripture to, con to justify while I'm tired. Okay, question. Come on, are y'all learning? Okay, which one was the new covenant? The holy. Because remember, I can use scripture to justify the means of being tired. Y'all track it? So what if the Holy Spirit was saying, why are you talking about tired? I'm the one that's giving you the power to go talk to him. In the all right, yeah. all right, y'all stay with me, stay with me. See, 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 you see the trick of the enemy? You did all that ministry now. So now you're gonna, you're gonna steal your own lie about what you just did, huh? No, 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 no. Go do what I tell you to do, why? Because now if you use justification of scripture only, Okay, come on, come on, come on. Y'all come to the wilderness with me. The, we got a wilderness issue, all right? Everybody, we're in the wilderness issue. You ready? God told you to go upstairs and go agree to bedtime story and talk. But the scripture says that you labored. Go eat. This has been happening generations alone. This is answering the reason why families are broken. Because we're using the wrong pattern to build. So the Holy Spirit said, I need you to go do this. And when you haven't learned how to walk by the Spirit because you've been so compromised in religious forms and ordinations, now you're going to abide by Scripture versus the Word of God. That's why he said, man shall not live by... It was a representation of don't just go with anything. Now I put my word inside your heart. You're going to hear me by the So let's talk about the effects of not listening. Guess what? Let's say I violate the command. Now something could have been probing. Now a root of bitterness happened. But now, because I don't understand what just happened, and I don't like the effects of what happened, I'm going to say, I'm just going to give them to God. I knew I shouldn't have stepped in this. I got to stop stepping in these mess. So, so I use justification. I'm not saying condemnation. I'm not saying going to condemnation. But I use justification of not understanding how to hear that, that correlates with rightly dividing the fullness of the word. See, because things are happening. That God is trying to speak to you because he's trying to protect you. He's trying to protect your family. He's trying to protect your bag. He's not speaking for the sake of just heaven. If he wants you in heaven, he would rather take you. You don't need none of this in heaven. Why is he talking about money? Why? He don't, you don't need no money in heaven. He's talking here on earth because he's trying to help you to converge into the confines of the finished work. He said, hey, I need you to come out your feelings. I need you to do what I said. I got two options. I really got one, but I got two, depending on where I am in, in my heart. Y'all tracking with me? Where am I, wherever I am in my, determine where I'm going to abide by. Because remember, if I have unsettled issues within me, I don't have the confidence through holiness. And when we 
still not competent. We do not engage any level of darkness, even if there's our children. You say, why? It's not that we don't want to. The fear overrides the sphere of the spirit. And if we continue to do that ongoing, somebody say build up. Now you got compound offense. We've been in a counseling month. <laughs> Y'all all right? This is called mass counseling. Hit your neighbor, say no condemnation. Come on, hit them, say no condemnation. Oh, Jesus, I got children too, I understand, hallelujah. Oh, no condemnation. I'm trying to help you, because I'm going to help you understand how to dismantle it too. But you got to get out of not following the Holy Spirit, though. you got to get out of what? God does it all the time. I, if, I wouldn't even notice it. Oh, y'all got to hear. I wouldn't even notice it was a concern without the leading. I'll walk past my daughter in the kitchen and say, ah. I need you to start working on that. I want you to build a curriculum for her mind as she grows older. Where did that come from? Outside of the inspiration of the spirit, I, I'll keep cooking. How was your day? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Life. It's got you drifting by every wind and wave of doctrine. I'm a Christian over here. God says, stand up in me and understand how to stand with the Spirit of God and hear what I'm trying to tell you. Don't you blame me for your deficit when I was speaking the whole time. Hope deferred makes the... You will be surprised. The reason why the church is broken because their hope has been deferred. And most of the older church needs deliverance from deferred hope. Because we feel like God, why me? And nobody taught them how to walk by the way of the spirit. They only followed Moses. Every day I got to be aware. What do you have to say? How many of you know it costs? How many know it's expensive? Not to listen. How many of you ever told your children, listen? And they turn around and do the same thing. And it costs more to fix what they did rather than listen. But you know what the problem is? The Bible says we like to sacrifice more than be obedient. Okay, all right. Maybe I'm hitting too many punchlines. Let me bring some success stuff going on. You say, you like to sacrifice rather than be obedient. But the problem with that is you got to realize when the adversary comes on the level that you're trying to adhere to, the level of Jesus' name needs to be stronger in competence through you. But because you're not learning to submit yourself, somebody say, I have the ability. Come on, somebody say, I have the divine ability. When there's compromise, that default causes you not to defend yourself or everything that God has given you. Can you say amen? Let's talk about this. We got, y'all stand with me? 
Oh, hallelujah. Where did I tell you to go? Romans 6. Are y'all ready? And having been set free from sin. And what? You become? You become slaves of? Okay. What is righteousness? How many of you know what righteousness is? Righteousness of who? We're going to learn. Righteousness of who? See, we, we hear scripture all the time. But now I'm explaining to you. Righteousness of who? Of God. For in the righteousness of is revealed from. So how do you grow in faith? How many of y'all just learned something? How do you grow in faith? Because in it is the. It revealed from, so how are you going to go to your next level of faith? So not your righteousness. It's his righteousness. Are we good? All right, let's move on. I speak to you in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of present your members uh, present your members slaves of four there's a step there's a what there's a step into holiness God said I have you 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 use righteousness a lot because righteousness showed that it wasn't about you. Good. Watch this. But you have to realize without holiness, you don't have the extent of the alignment to defeat all the powers that be. So righteousness is one level of it. And then you learn to align yourself in submission to the spirit of God. Watch this. Now you can come into Holiness. In holiness, the Bible says, no one will see the Lord without it. So if you're not seeing the Lord as you ought to see the Lord, that's why the devil is telling you, no, I'm not going anywhere. That's why things are not submitting itself. So what I'm not saying is that you can do this by yourself. Somebody say confidence. How many of you know? How many of y'all had a big daddy? I'm talking about earthly daddy. How many of y'all daddy was big, had muscles and stuff? My daddy ain't that big. How many of y'all have big daddies? Like big, big, bulky. Nobody? Okay. All right. How many of y'all were scared at your daddy? You're like, whoo. How, how many of you, if somebody messed with you, all right, let, let me get out of daddy's. How many mamas, if somebody messed with you, they were coming up? How many of you knew that your mama, listen, if she knew? Some of y'all say, I'm still like that, Pastor. We're going to get you on the altar. I'm still like that. I ain't got that balance thing yet. Totally down. How many of you, so how many of you say something happened? 
But they, when they deal, they got to deal with your mama and daddy. Guess what? You walk in that school confident with your backpack ready to go. Who going to talk to me today? You ain't going to say something today. Tomorrow I'm going to go, whatever, but say something today. Big mama coming out that car. I got Papa Joe coming out that car. You walk like, watch it. You walk like the world, the school belongs to you. Oh, that teacher about to get it. Oh, that principal about to get it. So because of who is with you, watch this, you have so much confidence versus any adversary that has been with you. You've got to realize God is trying to say, this is the confidence that you have, that you have eternal life. When you walk with the Spirit of God, you walk like you got something. The problem is, you keep thinking it's just about you. God is saying, I'm walking with you. You can do for you in your might and power. You cannot do for me in your might and power. You only can do for me by the Spirit. Look at that confidence. See how that child walk? The child would even do crazy stuff to you. Look at your child. And you trying to tell Why? Because, because of who is with them. The problem is, many of us haven't had nobody for us. So we don't know how to get God on a day-to-day basis to walk with us. You know why? Because you've learned faith as a mental exercise. You didn't know that there was a real person that you can't see that's walking with you. That's supposed to illuminate you and you sense comfort and peace. And that's called the anointing resting up on you. This shouldn't be foreign. It's foreign because we've accepted a mental God. We haven't accepting a reality God. A living God, a spirit of God. That's why we give him our leftovers and say we're still fine. And God is saying, you didn't hear anything I said this week. You didn't even listen to me. Did you hear me what did this morning? Did you know that I wanted to talk to you today? Did you know that I wanted to tell you about how I thought about you? Did you know that I loved you before you loved me? Did you know God is trying to speak to you? But the imbalanced judgment says, God, well, if you did that, why? Why? He said, because you don't understand. All while I'm speaking, there's a people that haven't known that I've come already in grace and truth. And I don't speak just through the letter. I speak through the inspiration of you believing that letter. They read the scriptures thinking. As they're reading them, they're thinking. That because they read it, it gives them eternal life. But the Bible says that's not what gave you eternal life. Eternal life came when you read it and now you put yourself in it.
and him, you putting yourself in it, now, watch this, you believe to the detriment of your own life. Holiness is without, not without sacrifice. Write that down. Holiness is not without what? Sacrifice. Oh, Jesus. Holiness is not without sacrifice. I'm almost done. Go to Hebrews 12, 12 real quick. Hebrews 12, 12. For the sake of time, I'm going to read fast. Therefore, strengthen your hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people and pursue peace with all and holiness without which without no one will okay i got i was going to move on i need to stop right there i need you to understand something there's a difference between cycling in something and accepting something I don't want you, listen, when I leave this, God is not going to tell me I told you wrong. If God got to come to me and say, why you didn't tell him the truth? So you don't get it now. You ready? There's a difference between struggling with something and accepting something. That's that, why that once saved, always saved is a lie from hell. Because what that says, it don't matter what I do, I still make it lie that is not in the scriptures you see how we got quiet Jesus we got a lot of we got a lot of training to do there's a he's telling you without this thing no one pursue it are you pursuing trying to come out Okay, let me help some of us because you shouldn't be in condemnation. I didn't say you weren't struggling. Struggling and agreeing are two different things. Agreement says, I don't care what God says. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And because I go to church, he's going to save me. Okay. Y'all tracking? Don't ever be ashamed of this gospel. Let me teach you all something. You see what I'm talking right now? Don't ever be ashamed because demons of things and people will, will try to shut this type of teaching down. Are y'all hearing me? But that's the deception of the end of the age. That's why I say in the last days, they're going to be itchy in their ears, heating up things. Because what I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not bringing nobody to hell. I'm just saying there's a difference between a struggle and an acceptance. Now, if you're an acceptance, we want to help you get saved. 
We want to help you break through that acceptance so that, watch this, God can teach you the truth. Amen. But what he's saying here is, watch this, pursue with all people peace and holiness. So the pursuit of holiness should keep you seeking how to get out of that thing that's dealing with you. Are y'all tracking with me? How many of you know, let me share something with you. How many of you feel like this, it's just this, I feel like I've been stuck year after year. Okay. How many of you know sometime, some of the stuck, for example, many of you, you come to this church, you've learned five things. That five things brought you five steps ahead or three steps ahead. Amen. Okay. There's a point that you're going to meet a step that's bigger than you or bigger than what you hear. It's something that God is saying, I, I need you to stop agreeing with. Because once I bring you into that arena, I don't want you to be compromised. And many people are being compromised. Preachers are being compromised. Are y'all tracking with me? And the reason why we're being compromised is because we didn't understand the holiness of God in the righteousness of God in balance and truth. Oh, yeah, hear what I'm saying? That's why people worship pigment today. Many believers worship the, 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 the Israelite teaching. I was like, hey, that man done said that. Yeah, I hope the camera hear me too. You believe their teaching. The Israelite teaching, you believe it. You believe the hatred of a person. That's not, that's not the Christ. That is not the Christ. Even if, watch this, nobody illegitimized things that happened. But that is not the spirit of God. The spirit of God don't hate people. We have all the same blood. We all come from the same person. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So there's dangerous theologies that's floating in people's minds. But see, you like people to stay in their chairs and you don't know that that doctrine in them. God said, no, I got to deal with that dangerous theology. Because you're not on my team as you ought, you ought to be or you think you are. And some of these teachings are deep. I mean, they can rightly divide some stuff. But without the spirit of truth, you won't discern them. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You got to be able to understand the spirit by being baptized in the love of God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It doesn't mean you undermine people's history or story. I didn't say you undermine people's history or. It's not about undermining their story. But when you come to the table of truth. When you come to the what? No, 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 no. We can't bring our emotions to justify truth. And that's what people don't understand. I say, okay, you're giving me your experience when you're ready. And I'm not understanding your experience. See, I'm helping everybody. You got to realize when people bring their experience in, in, in conversations that we need to establish truth, you can't do that with somebody who's still emotional. Because that's not the conversation we're having. We're having a divided conversation. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You can't bring your, I'm not undermining them. 
It's like you're angry. How many of y'all ever got angry with somebody? And you walked in that conversation. And you said everything that you, you, even if you, watch this, even if you didn't understand it or didn't like it, you said it. You know why? Because in the confines of your emotions, anything will come out. You don't really care about truth. You care about what's going on with what happened. But when you allow yourself to give what you care about to God, watch this. You can come to the table of truth. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You know, I need to start a, a poly, uh, one of them channels that, that go against people. Because, see, we've been bewitched by people. Because we don't understand the scriptures and rightly dividing them. Somebody say love. Somebody say love. God is. God is. He is. He don't do it. He. I'm going to give you one more thing. Somebody say revelational order. Revelational honor. God is calling you to come into revelational order. Not just scriptural order. Revelational order. Which means man shall not live by, but by every word. By every, by every. If my ear is not prone to the inspiration of the word of God. How can I live by it? What I'm going to live by this day is my emotions. What I feel, what was said, what happened. Are y'all tracking with me? So God is saying, I need you to be illuminated every single day. How often? Every single day. There has to be a baptism of love. There has to be an everyday, somebody say baptism. That means you got to dip yourself. Every day, be illuminated. Intentional. And if you're struggling, watch this. Stop looking for people to fix it earlier than you're trying God. Tell somebody, try God first. Don't remove that. It pleased God to crucify Jesus. It pleased him. It pleased him. Some crucifixions, watch this, is the operation to get you into power. And I declare that you're going to come out of the wilderness living. I say you're going to come out of wilderness living. You know what wilderness living is? It's cycling in systems because you not learn to adhere to the word, preceding word. It keeps you in problem after problem after problem. But I declare today, you're not going to be, watch this, you're not going to be set by a temperature. You're going to set the temperature. Every day you wake up, you should be on, watch it, you should be in offense. You should be able to engage. How many of you know you're called to engage? I don't know what happened to the church. We don't look at engagers and non-engagers. We should be able to see it so we can help the non-engagers become an engager. 
But everybody's mixed because they told you can have, watch this, I didn't say it was bad, but they told you it was okay to stay in depression and stay in saying you're full with God. Wrong doctrine. Can you say amen? God is calling you to another level. God is calling you to another. And what you are going through is going to be dealt with, watch this, by the flow through of the Spirit. It's going to be dealt with by the what? You have to learn, church. It is not by might. And it's not by your power. Well, I just, I just got to do more. Okay, before you do more, you need to get more. You need to be aware of more. Or if I just, or if I just get, if I just get, stop making the mistake of addressing yourself before you get dressed in God. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? It should be so uncomfortable. I said it should be so uncomfortable until you start learning to be clear in what God is saying. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You know, a church, you know what? what we're, see, this church is going to learn to pray. I said we're going to learn to pray. We're going to learn to This is not an entertainment center. You're going to learn to pray. So that when things are arising in your home, you say, sweetheart, we're going on the fast. We're going to pray this thing down. We're going to war this thing out. Something dealing with your children, you say, oh, no, uh -uh. I'm counting the cost now. Uh -uh. What, what, watch this. What do I need to sacrifice to come into this power? Something dealing with your mind? You know what you need? It's interesting. See, when you get prescriptions from the doctor, you go right to CVS. How much, why, how much does it cost? And based on the pain level, you're willing to pay anything, even if you got to pull out your credit card. But now when we come to the throne room of grace and we hear the word of God and your pastor say, I know I got to, I, I have, this is, this is a, uh, 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 what do they give you a prescription? This is your prescription. You ready? You're dealing with lust? Okay, that's 24-hour fasting. And that's uh, at least an hour and a half of prayer. It got quiet again. Look at how these prescriptions work. What you dealing with? Okay, that one, okay. You need to make sure that you can consistently in church so you can hear the word. You need to be praying. You see, you see how these prescriptions work? But you know what? We don't, we don't want these prescriptions because long as we come to church and now you're hearing, God is saying, no, 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 no. There is no pass here. I'm giving you the prescription to your destiny. I'm giving you the prescription that will break the keys of the debt and hell and the grave over your life and your family. People say, I ain't signing up for counseling no more. No, I ain't saying that. Which prescription do you need? Which prescription? Send to your feet if you can. 